0: My my scree is better than yours. It is. is it, it's true.
1: <laughs> scree! I, yeah, you, you do it better, man. From New Studio One Hundred and Ten at the
0: Reynolds School of Journalism, this is Niche, a podcast about unique interests. I'm Joey Lovato, and sitting in for Alec, I'm David Calvert. So
1: before this episode gets going, I wanted to give you guys a little background. This has been one of the most interesting, strange, and difficult episodes for me to make. It started out with this weird little obsession I had with this small online community, and while this episode is about them, it turned into something much bigger than I thought originally. It's also about community as a whole. It's about what makes community and why we're drawn to people with similar interests. Following this, you'll hear David and I talk about my findings, but I just wanted to share a little bit more about my feelings for this episode before we get going. Alright, so here's producer David Calvert and I talking about what I found. And just a quick note, there is some swearing in this episode. So, David, I found something pretty weird on the internet the other week.
0: Uh, probably goes without saying, but what did you find, Joey?
1: Uh, I was going through this Reddit thread, and it asked what was the weirdest subreddit you've ever found. Um, and if you know anything about Reddit, it's uh, a place where people on the internet get together and they form like subcommunities within the website.
0: Uh, I use Reddit to find movies on YouTube. <laughs> okay. there's there's a subreddit called full movies on youtube that uh i've always been a fan of um there's also the the sports community really liked reddit there's really active nba reddit um but i have a feeling you're talking about a different part of reddit
1: yeah i so i went on this thread and it's just the weirdest subreddits i, I run across this one that just says enlightened birdman versus mad Mudmen, and i was like i, I what
0: so I'm on the subreddit right now, and I'm looking at some of the, the threads that have been voted up, and I'm just going to read some of these <laughs> headlines yes, to you. Yes, please, please do. Uh, Gra! I tricked you, bird. I am no sympathizer. Scree! Mudman propaganda. Scra! Reporting for duty. I don't even understand <laughs> what's <laughs> happening here, but what I'm seeing is a lot of scree, scraw, craw. So, okay. So what, it, what?
1: Okay, so I, I've been doing some research, and I'm not 100% sure, but it's basically a community of people who pretend to be birds that want to, like, wipe out people.
0: Enlightened birds. Enlightened birds. That's, that's
1: true. <laughs> and so they speak in this bird talk, and then the Mad Mun Men were created. That's the community that's against the birds.
0: Why is the internet so weird?
1: I, it's 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 beyond me, and so... I really want to know
0: what the hell is going on. I I don't. I, know. <laughs> I I I think we should reach out to some of these people.
1: So after some time scouring the web and a few messages back and forth, I finally got a hold of the guys who started this whole thing. So here's Jay McGillis and his friend Garrett.
2: Uh, I'm 19 about to be 20 and uh, I'm a freshman in college right now yeah same with me <laughs> am my environment, Birdman? I don't know how I'm going to describe this um, it's a community of people they believe like I, I don't know if anyone actually thinks it but like you're supposed to be playing as a bird who's like gained consciousness and like now wants to destroy people on the subreddit originally I'll pull it up uh, right now uh, so originally, no one like made bird noises, and you would say like roar instead, because we we're supposed to be like like warrior a, birds. Yeah, we we're like a we we're like warrior birds. But now you see like a lot of like scree and stuff. Um, also, a lot of like the original like lore I guess that we put together is kind of out of the
1: picture. So let me give you some of the original lore of the enlightened birdmen and the eternal struggle against the mad mudmen. The enlightened birdmen were a brainchild of Jay when he was younger and were a race of warrior birds. The mad mudmen are humanity in the eyes of the birdmen, and they are called that because they are impure. The birdmen live on the hilltops and worship a being known only as the Allfather. They defend their sacred home from the impurity of the attacking mad mudmen. Try saying that three times fast.
3: Right, but now now we have so many fellow believers we're we're launching many more attacks and they can't come to the hilltops. Yeah, so. yeah that's
2: kind of the whole thing. We don't
3: We don't stress as much about it anymore.
2: It's tough to say, like, how I came up with it, but, like, so we thought it was funny. Like, I was telling a story, and then this kind of, like, worked its way into it, and it was, like, this whole, like, story that where I was, like, reborn or whatever. It was more so, like, of a vision quest. Yeah, like a vision quest. <laughs> and um, And then we thought it was funny, and we're like, let's make a subreddit for it, and then we just started trying to publicize it. There's, like, 35,000 people on this now yeah it's a strange thing just like it's it's a a blessing
3: it's a blessing
2: (laughs) it's it's odd yeah honestly i never thought we'd even pass like three thousand subscribers we're kind of just
3: continuously surprised so
2: we'll see where it goes i feel like it's gonna keep surprising us
0: This this is a weird world to me, Joey, and I think you found the weird world inside of the weird world. This Reddit, in, in addition to being a bunch of threads of them just like talking at each other, they've, they've also incorporated a bunch of really cool uh, graphics and like little memes where they make fun of each other or fight each other or...
1: Yeah. They, there's like propaganda at trying to get people on their side, and then the mud men have propaganda trying to get people on their side. So after speaking with Jay and Garrett, I was still curious what drew me to this weird community online so much. It had 35,000 people, which may sound like a lot, but in terms of the internet, that's actually not that much at all. But I was still so fascinated with this, so David and I contacted an online marketing firm to find out what drew me to this subreddit so much.
4: My name is David DiGiovanni.
1: David runs an online marketing firm along with his brother called Group SRC. They mainly focus on helping businesses ethically market their business through Reddit via community engagement and involvement.
4: So we focus heavily on helping businesses engage Reddit.
0: So we've talked to a few other people, but I'm curious, just what is your definition? What is Reddit?
4: I would say Reddit is a platform for community. I think the other, I mean, what's unique about Reddit is that they have developed this this huge Reddit culture that's kind of like this overarching culture that kind of permeates almost every community on the platform to some degree. And, you know, it it means something to be a Redditor. You understand how the the platform works. You get like certain inside jokes and things that Redditors will throw around, you know, popular memes that get tossed around on the platform. So there is some of that, but uh, I think that that voting mechanism from a technical Standpoint is really a key piece of technology that makes Reddit different. I mean, the thing that drew me to Reddit and made it seem so powerful to me is that voting mechanism, which really sorts, you know, allows the communities to democratically sort out content.
1: Just in case you're unaware of how Reddit works, basically people submit posts to one of the thousands of sub-communities, and people can then go to those communities and vote the post up or down. Posts are set to sort themselves by votes by default, so when you go to that community, the post with the most positive votes will float to the top, while the post with not that many positive votes or a lot of down votes will fall to the bottom and most likely never be seen.
4: Uh, it's, I mean, there's so many different ways a community can kind of get started on Reddit. I mean. Uh, I mean, it's just there's just common topics that people are interested in that kind of just organically grow.
1: Take golf, for example. People did not used to go to Reddit to learn about golf, but as more and more people started searching for a way to talk about golf on Reddit, more and more people were drawn to this golf subreddit to discuss and share their thoughts about the sport, and would vote on content that they felt was relevant to their collective interest. Eventually, as it grows, it reaches a critical mass where the golf subreddit is now an active community with over 77,000 community members.
4: There's a lot of weird kind of uh, subreddits and communities that pop up out of really popular comment threads on Reddit. So if you have a, a huge, massive thread in like the Ask Reddit subreddit and somebody comes up with a joke or something, they create a subreddit and all of a sudden it has, you know, a few thousand people in it and they're sharing content.
1: Once again, here is Jay and Garrett.
4: The culture depends on where you are.
2: Like every subreddit kind of has their own feel to it and feels like a different website Mm -hmm. so usually what happens is no one will subscribe for a couple months and then we'll just get like 2,000 or like 5,000 subscribers in like two days um so our first burst of that was like winter of uh, what like 2014 no 13 I think 2013 I think it was three years ago yeah
3: it just connects with people you know connected with
2: us and it's like an inside joke between, like, a lot of people now, I feel. It's not like our inside joke anymore. It's like 35,000 people's inside joke.
1: This one community kind of, in a way, exemplifies, like, what it is to be a community. Like, it's almost in its purest form a community.
0: I think you said community eight times.
1: Yeah, I mean, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine.
0: Did you watch the television show Community? Uh, I did. It's really good. Okay. I
1: loved it
5: I'm John Lawhead. I'm a postdoctoral research something, postdoctoral researcher at the University of Southern California. I work on the philosophy of climate science, so I work in between their climate modeling lab and the philosophy department there on some foundational stuff in climate science.
0: Cool. Um, that's not what we want to talk to you about today.
5: <laughs> Fantastic.
0: <laughs> All right, so um, how would you define community? A group of
5: people united around a Common interest or concern, uh, and who are able to communicate with each other and work toward a common purpose.
0: So you and I know each other um, going back mm-hmm. to high school, yep. but we also yep. know each other because we have um, we have burned together. We are we've gone yep. to Burning Man, um, and yeah, are... those are two very uh, specific communities. Um, you know uh-huh. the the high school where you you grow up, where you develop as a, a social person, where you meet people. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of a forced community, but it's a community. And then Burning Man, which is a community where um, I guess you were drawn. Is that accurate?
5: It's an intentional community, I think, is the way that they they actually define it. Okay. Yeah.
0: What's the difference between those two?
5: Uh, Well, so you use the term forced community, which I think is exactly the right way to to put it. Um, So when you go to school, when you're in a high school, uh, you're in a community of people who are united by – Uh, Some kind of accidental feature, right? So something that's not necessarily intrinsic to your personality or to your worldview, um, but just an accident of where you ended up. Uh, So a geographical uh, commonality or something like that. So uh, intentional communities are communities that you are a part of because you choose to be a part of them, uh, whether because they share a common value with you uh, or because it's uh, a kind of interest, people that share a kind of interest that you have and that you're passionate about so that you're a part of. Uh, on purpose um it has it has more to do with your uh chosen identity than with the accidental features of your identity
1: so it was just it was just you two and you guys were just dumb 14 year olds and then you're like we should make a subreddit
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah legit yeah that's
1: that's a vast
2: simplification (laughs) that's pretty much what happened yeah that's pretty accurate during the during the
3: early enlightened Birdman years, I would say that was a that was a we were not social. Yeah, that during, time.
2: during the like when this shit started, it was literally like sit in your basement all day and play Counter Strike for twelve it hours. A
3: collective like three three or four thousand hours on Counter Strike at this point, probably.
2: Yeah, no, we recently started on um, going and doing things.
1: Here is David DiGiovanni with Group SRC.
4: And yeah, it's that's one of the weirder ones. We were it's pretty big. I mean, thirty thousand people, I believe, subscribed.
1: So why why do you think it, why <laughs> why do you think it's it is as big as it's gotten?
4: Oh, it's so it's hard to put into words. <laughs> it really is. Like somebody that's so close to Reddit, it makes total sense. I'm not surprised by this at all when I look at the page and I see what they're doing here. It's it's a very carefully constructed framework where people can come in and make jokes and post content and play these characters and just kind of create this own little environment of just weirdness.
1: Once again, here's John Lawhead.
5: When I was young uh, and I got involved with the hackers.com community and eventually kind of floated up to be uh, an administrator there. And I ran that for a couple of years. Um, and that was a community that I was pretty heavily involved in. Um,
0: What is it about high school childhood that drew you to um, an online community and away from uh, everyday social interactions?
5: Yeah, um, I mean, I think it is the the, part of the reason that the internet is so great and part of the reason that it's been revolutionary, uh, both in good ways and bad ways, is that it does really lower the uh, cost barrier to enter and form uh, an intentional community. Uh, So before there was the internet, right, you you were just sort of stuck with uh, either the non-intentional, the the accidental or geographic communities that you happen to be born into or where you lived. Now that the internet's around, uh, anybody can find pretty much uh, any interest that they have. They can find a community of other people who are interested in it too. And having access to that sort of thing, I think really, it cuts, it's not necessarily a good thing or a bad thing. It has some great positive consequences, but it also has some sort of troubling consequences too. But when when you're in high school and when you're interested in things that maybe not a lot of uh, other people who are around you uh, find interesting or care about, uh, having access to that kind of thing is really great uh, because it, it lets you continue to develop these interests and uh, grow and socialize with people who uh, don't just share this sort of accident of birth with
4: you but share um, some kind of concern and value that you have also. It really shows like that people on Reddit do kind of feel connected because they can just one of the ways that they connect, I guess is what I'm saying is through like these pun threads or these joke threads,
3: it's gone very
4: mainstream. Yeah,
2: it, it used very. to be a lot like darker and like a little weirder than it is now, I feel.
3: And Light and Birdman probably couldn't start now. There's too many people.
2: Yeah, too- well back when we started, did I feel like the the culture was a little more accepting of really weird shit and they kind of wanted to see weird shit? I feel like now it's we just- a little,
3: it's a lot more politics now. I
2: mean, I, th- I think that to some extent everybody
5: has some weird interests, or maybe a better way to put it is everybody has some interests that other people would think are really weird. Uh, and before there were these sorts of communities, people would maybe have these these sorts of bizarre ideas or fixations or hobbies, and nobody would really know about them except maybe their spouse. Uh, and and now that these things exist, like these, it becomes sort of a feedback chamber. So somebody sees that somebody has this strange interest and they're like, oh yeah, that's cool. And they start to participate in it and they kind of amplify each other. And that's awesome when it provides an outlet for self-expression or for people to just come together and share some kind of goofy hobby. I have no particular interest in (laughs) Birdman or um, drawing these pictures or whatever. It's just odd. And that kind of stuff is attractive in a way that sort of, I think, makes you interested in something that you wouldn't have come up with on your own, um, just because it's so strange. Um, it's, it's attractive maybe in the same way that, like, surrealist art or something like that. Um, once they see this stuff, they're like, oh, I really like that and I want to see more of it.
1: So while calling the enlightened birdmen of Reddit the future of surrealist art, may seem a little far-fetched, I personally don't think it's that far off from the truth. While it isn't art in the traditional sense of the word, I find this sort of thing fascinating. People gather around things because they like them. People gather around the enlightened birdmen because it's weird and interesting, and we want to see what the community will come up with. It's not serious, and it's not meant to be taken seriously. It uses this weird, obscure kind of joke about society. No political revolution is going to come out of this community of people squawking online, as far as I can tell most likely they will have little impact on the world around us. But the more small, strange things like this that are created, the more willing everyone is to at least peek in and see what the heck is going on, and maybe they'll learn something about themselves.
3: But, I mean, you gotta ask at what point is it not cool, you know what I mean? Like, you remember in the Facebook movie, I don't know if you saw it, Like, there's a whole debate, like, should we put ads on there, but then it's not cool. Like, you know, if we make t-shirts and intellectual property and all that shit, then, like... You know what I mean? It's not fun anymore.
2: Like, do we cross a line? This is probably the most, like, this is probably the, the, like, largest-scale ridiculous thing that we've ever done. Uh, We've never had anything on this scale that's been, like, this absurd. It's an outlet for creativity. Uh, I mean, even when they're not doing something practical, uh,
5: it's important for people to have space to play with ideas Uh, And to experiment with different ways of expressing themselves and with different ways of uh, even organizing themselves into intentional communities. Uh, You never know when something that is useful is going to come out of this or something that's going to make an impact on culture as a whole. Um, And even if it doesn't, I think that encouraging uh, intellectual or cognitive play is something that we ought to be doing. Um, Even, Aside from the kind of practical benefits that might accrue, uh, it's just a social good in general.
0: What I love about it is um, I think that one of the coolest relationship dynamics is when my kind of weird and your kind of weird intersect and we have this weird thing in common, um, yeah, that's right. <laughs> which is how I ended up helping Joey with his podcast because it's a podcast yeah. about niche interests. Niche, niche interests, David, not niche and jobs and hobbies and it's finding the weird thing that people like and then exploring that even further i love the idea that it's like they just made something for the sake of making something and then like this community developed around it and it kind of represents everything that's good about the internet in a way but also like what the fuck. (laughs) i'm curious is there like a lesson to be learned from enlightened birdman outside of reddit
2: i would say like maybe it could just be like if you think of something weird and like you wanna do something with it, just do it. Like it can like it's either people aren't gonna find it funny and like they're just gonna forget that you did it or like you're gonna have something crazy and weird like this and it's kinda fun to tell people that you own.
1: Thank you so much for listening to this episode. There was a lot of time and a lot of effort put into this one with so many hurdles from technical issues and computers dying to traveling and losing tape. I hope it made you guys think a little bit harder about what makes community and the role it plays in everybody's lives. This episode was produced by our wonderful producer, David Calvert, as well as myself, and it was edited by me, Joey Lovato. Also, I wanted to welcome a few new members of the Niche team. We now have a wonderful new designer, Connor Gorkachia. He's going to start doing some new designs for our episodes. As well as Justin Duino, who is our new marketing director. Thank you, Justin, for dealing with all of the newfangled social media that I don't quite understand. The music in today's episode was First Day by Huma Huma, How It Began by Silent Partner, Highway Wildflowers by Bird Creek, and Sunflower by Topher Moore and Alex Elena. And also, thank you to our very first sponsor. This week's episode is sponsored by Teddy. I'm sorry I called you the ugliest dog at the pound, but honestly, you're pretty darn cute. You can find us on most social media at NichePod, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. If you'd like to donate like Teddy did, you can go to our website where I will hopefully soon figure out how to make a donate button. Also, please email us at NichePod at gmail.com and tell us what you thought of today's episode or if you have any ideas for future stories. I'd love to hear from you guys. Soon, we're going to have some new episodes from my Australian adventures, so stay tuned for those coming soon. Enlightened cat men? Enlightened
0: fish Oh, men. I have a cat. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Is he enlightened? She, and probably. Oh, good. I, she- I named her after a prostitute.
3: um i don't know what dumb stuff oh one time (laughs) well this is like we we do like a lot of stupid stuff like this we used to play this like weird obscure like asian mmo game and we ended up like crashing the economy of it by like um like raising the price of like this uh
2: super essential item yeah yeah
3: super essential item because we like (laughs) we got like a squad of people to buy them all basically
2: (laughs) We would just go through every shop. Yeah, we went through every shop. We spent months and months just buying all the rhombuses from everybody. And then no one could get them unless they came to us. And, like, the economy collapsed. And, uh, yeah, the game's dead now.